Welcome to this podcast. This is Womenology. Man, my rap skills getting better. She is back. So, we talked about this in previous episodes. When you see your friend doing something that you know they probably should lay off of, sound, sound like a hater. I'm about to get this rap game. We got to tweak it. We got to tweak it. I got to figure this out. So, yeah, this is Rhea. Yes, friend. This is Chloe. And you are listening to and tuning into Womanology, where we are talking about our healing journey, our friendship. But what's very special for us is that we're both psychologists. So, we're coming to you from that lens. Yeah. Everything woman, everything ology. So first we want to shout out. uh, I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. I forgot. This week, y'all, I'm not even going to like play life and life in this week. It's been a whole lot going on. There's been so much tragedy going on. So I I just forgot. Within our community and like with things just been happening personally, you know, mm-hmm, it's just been a sure. lot of stuff happening. But yeah, this is Rhea underscore Dakota underscore E D dot S. I got it right that time. Because I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. I don't never know that name. Just look for the girl in the blue dress. <laughs> My bad. But this is Womanology, where you can follow us on Instagram, Womanology underscore podcast. And me personally, I am yours truly underscore Chloe. What's going on? But yes, yours truly underscore Chloe is where you can follow me personally. And then we're Womanology underscore podcast. And uh, ooh, maybe I wasn't paying attention. My bad. Again, it's a lot going on <laughs> for us, but we wanted to acknowledge a particular tragedy that happened within our community yeah. this past Monday. Yeah, so for sure. So, of course, we know that what's going on in St. Louis, we're all um, dealing with a lot of loss. Um, a lot of things that has happened this past week um, has just been traumatic. So, what happened at a, C- a CPPA, Central Performing Arts School, um, we know that it was a tragedy. Someone came in there, a previous alumni came in and just shot the school up. Just, And it's just horrible to hear about that in our city. I mean, like, I'm a St. Louis City uh, born and raised resident. So, it's just, it's very difficult. Um, I used to work for St. Louis Public for a very long time. I recently just left. That would have been my building had I not, um, you know, left after uh-huh, the pandemic. I literally left, not after the pandemic. I left, like, in the middle of the pandemic while the students were doing virtual learning. Oh, okay. So, yeah, when, mm-hmm. you know, coming back, that would have been my building. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was just like a big tragedy. So mm-hmm. then I went to the town hall meeting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the town hall meeting was Wednesday with um, Corey Bush, Congresswoman Corey Bush. Shout her out. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to state this is because she had on her panel some students from Central Performing Arts. Okay. She had a couple of mm-hmm. superintendents from different districts, like River uh, Riverview School. Um, mm-hmm. And I think UCD superintendent okay, nice. was on there too oh, nice. and then of She's course actually some, working Rittner with me so yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. so a couple of superintendents was on the board or on the panel I should say mm-hmm. and of course she had safety so she had like a security guard from St. Louis public and then she had um 
like a police officer or a chief officer, I should say. I'm not sure if he was from St. Louis Police Department mm-hmm. or if he was from St. Louis County Police mm-hmm. Department. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, so I don't want to miss like quote or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but just to hear that baby mm-hmm. speak, and I just want to mm-hmm. commend her. She spit. She spoke so eloquently. Mm-hmm. She talked about how how were they supposed to come back to school mm-hmm. after all of this has happened, mm-hmm. and then um, she also talked about like we've been asking you to do more about this gun policy. Mm-hmm. It's no way that a 19 year old should still have a gun, and she broke it down. She was like 18, regardless if you all think I'm grown, I'm still a kid. Yeah. I'm still a teenager. 19, regardless if you all think I'm grown, I'm still a kid. I'm still yeah, a your teenager. Your brain hasn't even fully developed to make rational decisions. You know exactly. What I'm so knowing that, I'm not sure what this young man had experienced, but I know we talk about this in schools all the time about mental health. And I don't want to say that the problem rests in one specific, like, community of people it's mm-hmm. not just the school it's not just the families but something needs to happen yeah. to be able to educate and help these kids with problem solving skills like just because you had issues with a particular person or a group of people that's not how you handle your issues and unfortunately mm-hmm. that man lost his life but he took the lives of, of two, two people, people innocent people two innocent and people the fact that we go through all of these trainings i just went through one mm-hmm. at the high school um was it a shooter drill or it's our intruder like Uh 4e training for the staff and it's like it's crazy we even have to prepare the adults and especially we have to prepare the children that this is a not even this is a normal thing like it i think it touched me so much is Mm -hmm. because we hear about it in other places but this hit home for us yeah and especially like it's not like something had happened and it was like a result of like some type of huge tragedy but this happened and it just rocked our city and it's like how do you come back so speak on that a little bit more of what was discussed on that panel like how how do you expect children we just talked about this before we even started like the kids not just only at that school but but in that surrounding city schools yeah. How do they come back and feel safe? You know what I'm saying? So and what so we did talk about that on that panel. But mm-hmm. just to go back to what you stated, mm-hmm. I was talking to my son about the shooting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hate that this has become so normalized for mm-hmm. you guys. Because when we were in mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. this, you know, like when Columbine happened, it was just a, a, a tremendous tragedy. It yeah. was like so heartbreaking yeah. for us. And mm-hmm. then you're used to hearing mm-hmm. this. Now we are desensitized exactly. to it. You know what I'm saying? That it happens. It's, you know, you extend your condolences and it's a horrible loss for wherever it happens. But, you know, life just goes on. But now that it hit us, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's right. like now has opened the floodgates because while we are preparing for going through these trainings because it possibly can happen like now it's like Mm -hmm. this can possibly be a real thing that we need to consider more than beyond than just this training so how do we need to implement safety precautions to make sure like the doors are closed and locked Mm -hmm. during school hours or metal detectors or all of these things and it's like this ain't even school no more it's like a jail you know what i'm saying but that's what make it so crazy and Mm -hmm. they mentioned this at the panel and Mm -hmm. like they said Shout out mm-hmm. to St. Louis Police Department finest, St. Louis finest. They they did their thing. They did yeah, their they thing. Really, they really did, did their job. They really did shot, getting in, getting in, getting out. They and did their yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have to shout them out because they mm-hmm. did an excellent job mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. But they did mention that at the mm-hmm. panel, like we practice this, like yeah. you said, yeah. but we really tried mm-hmm. to have no fatalities mm-hmm. yeah, and. For sure. 
you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had those. So my condolences, our condolences from womanology are to the are families, extended to the families. For yes, sure. and then to the hearts of those children. Yeah. So, like going back to that town mm-hmm. hall meeting, what this mm-hmm. baby had, um, mm-hmm. what this baby had said. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I thought that was me. I don't know what it is. Uh, okay. anyway. uh-huh. So going back to mm-hmm. the. Um, you know, the town hall meeting of what this baby had said. She's 18. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. she's still a child to me. She was mm-hmm. like, we worked that hard. Sorry. This is real life, okay? This is real life. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, so going back mm-hmm. to that town hall meeting, mm-hmm. she said, like, how are we supposed to come to school mm-hmm. and uh, go back to dancing? Mm-hmm. Go back to singing. Mm-hmm. Go back to painting. Go mm-hmm. back to being our true selves. Mm-hmm. When somebody came in and mm-hmm. massacred, excuse me, massacred our school, mm-hmm. she said, "You all don't understand. It mm-hmm. was blood splattered on our marble dance floors." Mm-hmm. I think I lost it when she said yeah. that because yeah. just for her to paint that picture yeah. and to see it and mm-hmm. to see, just imagine the children running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. was horrible no child no person should have to endure that especially our youth so yeah how do you bounce back, back from, from that? that and it's it's first acknowledging the reality of the world and the 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 world that we live in you know what i'm saying that children have access to guns when they shouldn't be when they shouldn't um that we're not really getting to the root of the problem with helping kids understand how to deal with their emotions and how to problem solve with conflicts again i'm not sure what that young man mm-hmm. endured to that led him to that monday mm-hmm. in order to go into that school and do what he did but it's like something needed someone needed to have intervened and again i'm not pointing any fingers of who that should have been but there should have been some resources accessible to him to be able to communicate get those feelings out For sure. and not feel like that was the the only way to, to solve that yeah. issue you know what i'm saying so and i think then that's the, where some some of that that's where it starts yeah and i didn't mean to cut you off but that's yeah, exactly fine. what they mm-hmm. stated at the town mm-hmm. hall meeting they stated like we need to be um more coherent mm-hmm. and listen to our children mm-hmm. and this police officer and i really forgot his name but mm-hmm. he stated he was like a lot of our times our kids need to vent because he sees it you know mm-hmm. like when he um mm-hmm. you know is patrolling rather mm-hmm. and he was like a lot of times our children just need to vent they need mm-hmm. to get a lot of things coming off their chest and then mm-hmm. of course you know we work in st louis city so our children are not um they're not experienced their life experiences are different experience from a child who who lives in Clayton. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Yeah. So if I am coming home and I have a lot of stuff at home mm-hmm. and then I come to school and mm-hmm. that stuff is with me mm-hmm. and then I bring it to school and all you want to do is yell at me, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned that. And then um, Congresswoman Cori Bush, she also stated they have been working diligently mm-hmm. to get the gun laws changed. Yeah. It is truly at the Missouri state level Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that is mm -hmm. holding this up. Mm -hmm. They have worked diligently to try to get Mm -hmm. these laws, um, Mm -hmm. you know, these laws laws passed. Yes, for sure. And it's important. And last episode we had uh, um, the guys from Just Posting, we talked about us parenting mm-hmm. and um the fears that we have associated with our children and of course yes. i know that is a fear that all of us share yeah. and um we talked about how do you communicate to your children after mm-hmm. such a tragedy even though it may not have happened at their school or the yeah. neighboring schools or just within the community like how do you tell them like 
this these i mean it's just a reality this is what you have to prepare for that's why those i love yous are important Important. because Mm -hmm. you never know i'm sure those people waking up that monday would have never thought that that could have happened so being able to just love on your children a mama didn't come home to her kids and a daughter didn't come home to her Her mom mom. you know what i'm saying and it breaks my heart to have to prepare my child for that and i know for your children it's difficult but it's a reality that i hate that is in where we live yeah Yeah. and it's i'm just so sad that um that's now a close reality Mm -hmm. for us because it just happened here yeah Mm -hmm. and then like the last thing that i got from the town hall meeting i stayed Mm -hmm. the entire time too but i'm just going to do these last two points Mm -hmm. yeah so one of cory bush's congress uh Excuse me, Congresswoman Cori Bush. I want to be mm-hmm. respectful in her title. Mm-hmm. Um, she brought in one of her Congress uh, men's. I think he's in New York. I forgot mm-hmm. his name, mm-hmm. but he stated um, what we need to do. And you mm-hmm. and I talked about school psychologists and how sometimes some districts like stagnate us or whatever mm-hmm. on what we're able to do. Yeah. But he stated mm-hmm. like we all need to have more school psychologists in the building to do trauma informed yes. practices. Exactly. And that's what we went to school for. And mm-hmm. I love where I work and where I'm employed. I feel like we do a great job, but there are facets of our Um, of our title of our job that we can facilitate those Mm -hmm. counseling groups that I hate that I can't exercise Mm -hmm. as much as I would want to because we do do a lot of evaluations and Mm -hmm. determining um, eligibility for students with special needs but it's like in turn it's like even what you were talking about like the wraparound services being Mm -hmm. able to go into the community and support their needs because that's what's needed so when you talk about because of St. Louis City, not saying that anywhere else isn't experiencing trauma outside of the school setting, but because we know that a lot of children in that particular area are experiencing maybe more, mm-hmm. it's like we need to address that because how do I expect you to come in and learn, sit down and consume this information? After everything that has after happened everything to me that has happened, the night exactly, before. Exactly. And now how do you expect these children to feel safe in this school? Not to say that they didn't do what they needed to. I'm I'm believe and i don't want to misquote that he may have snuck in or mm-hmm. got in some um other way other than the foreign doors of what they said that all the doors were locked but some way locked. this guy he got uh in. he shot out the back it was a back door okay. and the the windows are not yeah. bulletproof so he shot out that window yeah. and was able to open the door and that's literally what happened and it's it's just right. because it was an old building so you know mm-hmm. some buildings are not but not even that, Rhea. There are so many schools that are, gl- their front is all, all glass. The way. Yes. <laughs> so even in our district, we were talking about the, um, what is it, plexiglass? They mm-hmm. can't be just shot yeah. out and things like that. But it's like most of our schools, so you can see who's coming in more than just hearing them on yep. the little um, intercom. The little intercom. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to see. I mean, that's what's there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, not to say that that school did a disservice to the children and not making the environment safe but i mean this man was able to get in we gotta redo some things yeah but still now going back and i'm not sure what the protocol is for them re-entering um school there but it's like how do i feel safe now like how like every little boom or someone something drops I'm going to be on edge. So that means that my basic needs aren't being Being met. met. So I can't use this other part of my brain that is used to Mm -hmm. absorb knowledge. Like you're constantly stuck in that flight or fight syndrome. And then a lot of times with our children, if I'm constantly fighting, Mm -hmm. then my brain cannot process to be actually present because I'm Mm -hmm. constantly on the go. What's going to happen? What's Mm going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. 
So yeah. So yeah, we it needs to be a lot. I'm sure to regain that reentry process for these children, but I just pray for them and yeah. extend again my condolences for sure. to the family, to the schools, to SLPS in a whole. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody was impacted because you talked about how all the yeah. schools were locked down at that point in time yeah. that that was occurring. So yeah, that bereavement, that grief that they mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. the grieving of mm-hmm. school of mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. It is, and we have. Um, dealt with that personally about with loss and And, with mm -hmm. grieving and it is a journey it is that is um i'm getting chills just talking about it (laughs) (laughs) but it's a journey and it's um and no one journey is the same Mm -hmm. so um it's very unique to that individual and for me I had lost people before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? My grandmother when I was 10, mm-hmm. you know, cousins or distant mm-hmm. relatives, you know what I'm saying? In between times, but 2020, I would say before then, 2017 rocked my world. Mm-hmm. It really, really did with my mother getting sick. And um, just to share a little bit, like, we touch on it in certain yeah. episodes and you guys hear certain things. But um, my mother got really sick in 2017. Like, um, it, it was crazy. It was unexpected. Um, she was getting up that morning. And unfortunately, thank you. Um, she had a stroke and then a brain aneurysm. And everything after that just was like, I'm in a fog. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just totally in this moment i have to lean on god because i don't know how i got through it because we i was about to graduate school Mm -hmm. um and everything and dealing with her not being mobile on a ventilator having a trach all of these different infections that come from that learning all of these medical terms i felt like i was a nurse going to school like so i could understand what was going on so i know how to be present for her the medical terms when you ain't go to school for that that the medications when you ain't go to school for that this down baby (laughs) and you know how we are and this is another thing to touch back to our professions that this is one thing that i make sure of when i'm doing in meetings that i talk to these parents these families like they're my family and it's like i don't want to talk over your head by giving you all of this jargon like i want to break right. it down because so we have a lot of it. jargon that's yeah, just like we sure. understand but they don't yeah so being in at the hospital it's like break this down you're telling me all of this what does this even mean mm-hmm. and even so it's like again my senses or like i want to be there for my mother but i want to understand what's going on that everything else that was happening in my life and um again i have to uh, apologize to even my daughter in that moment i was not present i just couldn't be i had never experienced anything so traumatic before but i say thank you to my family i couldn't have made it through that situation without them but it's like i lost my mother in 2017 and had to learn to love a totally different person than i was used Mm -hmm. to you know what i'm saying so for two and a half years um going to the hospitals going to the nursing homes balancing life interacting with my family who i love and adore and we all were experiencing it at the same time to only experience in march of 2020 my father being diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm already grieving a loss of something normal right to learn something a different personality and trying to learn a a new personality exactly and then new information 
And then my daddy was at the hospital and at the nursing home every single day. He didn't miss a beat. And um, that's his wife. So, yes. And oh my God, that relationship. Is that's why I said that's his wife. Different, whole different thing. But him learning he was diagnosed and me. And this was a crazy friend. Like, I remember getting a phone call from the doctors Mm -hmm. because they were like, he is not answering the phone, so we have to contact you. And me being able to tell him what it was and tell him that he had cancer, and not just cancer, but stage four. So it was like, baby, I was weak. I'm a Pisces, so I'm emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I was weak in being able to tell him that and to almost see the life like leave him in that moment of like facing that reality but mm-hmm. grief in itself is a journey and it was like I didn't have anyone who had experienced similar things so I didn't know who to lean on and it was so hard to even lean on my family so we were they all were experiencing, experiencing it together. too yeah. so it's like I want to tell you like I couldn't sleep I was crying because shit you crying too like yeah. so it's like I didn't want to bother you i didn't want to bother especially like my sisters i didn't want to bother them with that but it was like i was internalizing all of Mm -hmm. this these feelings and didn't know what to do with them so and i feel that way mm -hmm. too like when so again like last podcast i Mm -hmm. am like the youngest of eight but Mm -hmm. i lost a sister i Mm -hmm. lost so now Mm -hmm. um again i said it was four girls four boys Mm -hmm. so i lost my oldest sister And, um, at that time, like I said, we're kind of, and you know, we're kind of stir steps, you know, we like, mm-hmm. uh, new baby coming in, new baby coming out as mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, might mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. So although her and I were like ages, well, years apart, it mm-hmm. was several kids in between us mm-hmm. and then the girls were closer. Yeah. And so it's very hard to mm-hmm. like, um, I need to lean on you, but mm-hmm. how do I do that mm-hmm. when you just lost the same person yeah. that I lost? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard, and like I said, losing someone physically because I feel like, like I said, it's 2017. I lost mm-hmm. a mother that I had loved all my life, and had to learn and get to understand her in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was so foreign to me, and like I said, experiencing that while still trying to manage life, like, I made some wrong decisions, and again, when your knees aren't being met, you're kind of careless with some of your decision-making. You make so a lot I, of impulsive and, decisions. indulged into yeah. a relationship that was toxic. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure that that relationship with my daughter Same. could have been better, mm-hmm. but I, like, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to juggle it all, so again, it's not an excuse for having done certain things, but it gives some rationality to why I made those decisions, because, baby, I was not in my right mind, <laughs> and I feel like even now, since they're lost and they're passing, it's like um, I still have moments, and it's it's like a a, a gut punch sometimes because mm-hmm. it comes out of nowhere. You know what so, I'm saying? So no, I agree with mm-hmm. you. It's a quote that I've read, mm-hmm. and I for, I need to know names. I forgot it. That's okay. But um, grief is like a running faucet. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes. Um, it runs mm-hmm. and then sometimes it stops. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then sometimes, um, it runs slow. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you have those memories that pop up and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, it's not so mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it runs so fast yeah. that you cannot, yes. that, gump, that gut punch you yeah. said that it's like, it's just coming at you and you cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot stop it. I remember yeah. one time I was driving mm-hmm. and I had to pull over mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I was literally bawling 
Um, because I was like, what am I supposed to do yeah. without mm-hmm. her? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was so angry at her and I know mm-hmm. we haven't discussed on like, you know, stages, but yeah. I was like so mad at her. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do without mm-hmm. you? So Girl, like literally, so I get that because I remember when I went in to my parents' house and mm-hmm. you've been there, like, and my uncle called me and was like, you need to get over here. And um, I remember he had passed. My yeah. father had passed. And I wrote, like, one of the first things I said was, like, you're supposed to wait for me. Like, mm-hmm. and, oh, my gosh. But, um, and like you said, it's like you are angry. It's like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. I would have taken care of you my entire life. life. My yeah. whole life. I would have been at the hospital with you. Yeah. And it would have been nothing. And I would have went. Gave up. Everything. everything and it would have been us yes. and we would have been okay yeah for sure for sure for sure so like you said those stages is like you get upset but then it's like a shock like i'm really out here by myself now mm-hmm. like i don't have my parents and like they were everything to me and we're such a close-knit family so they were like these anchors that kept us all functioning you know what i'm saying and um now in parenting we talked about nice parents but chloe really did have <laughs> nice parents thank you chloe really had i i mean i had to be mama but chloe had mm-hmm. nice parents thank like you. her mom was like okay God, like yeah. she had her daddy bye bye yeah she had nice yeah, parents you. they they were amazing and not only to me but for cameron we t- we talked about that in probably our first the I Only Listen to 90s Music podcast is a show for 80s babies who were 90s kids. If you were a No Limit Soldier, then this is your show. If you believe that cash money is not an army, but was a Navy, this is the show for you. If you and your friends ever tried to sing a song written by Escape, In Vogue, Shy, or Voiced Men at a talent show during middle school, this is your show. The I Only Listen to 90s Music podcast is a bunch of 80s babies talking about all the songs and things that we loved when we were kids and teenagers. So if you went to the skating rink and you were at a lock-in, this is the, the show for you. If you think that Tevin Campbell um, was the original prince of R&B, this is the show for you. If you don't understand the the conflict between Monica and Brandy, but you're kind of on Monica's side and understand why Brandy got punched, this is the show for you. Make sure that you tune in, subscribe, click the little subscribe link. We're here. We're going to talk about all things 90s music. This is the show for you about how mm-hmm. our parents stepped in in the absence our of, dads. Our, of yeah. our children's fathers. Yeah. So, yeah, they were everything. So, yeah, went through all of those stages. What is it? Shock and um, sh- shock. A oh, girl came and think right now. My no, mind all over the place. So, you're right. I didn't even uh-huh. think about those, but it's shock. It's anger. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I know guilt is in guilt, there. It's, it's guilt and it's... Mm-hmm. uh. It up. It's okay. Wait a minute. I'm thinking it's we're all here. It's on the sometimes they don't be on our brain. Tip of my tongue. (laughs) Denial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one more. Mm -hmm. Because it's five. Acceptance. Yes. So was that was that all of them, friends? Acceptance. So shock. So five. Anger. Denial. Mm -hmm. And guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I say I go through all of those probably in one <laughs> moment and I go yeah. feel it all. And that's but normal. It, it it is, but it was like in the right after it happened. So my parents passed two and a half years, oh, two and a half years, two and a half months apart. Mm-hmm. So it's like while I was grieving my mother's passing, baby, that was a whole situation that I I, I would definitely want to keep that more sacred about how that mm-hmm. occurred. Yes. but. I was dealing with that grief while just finding out my father was going to be placed on hospice. And within two and a half months, he had passed. So it's like, I didn't even have time. Mm-hmm. And even after the, my father passed, it was like, now I got to deal with everything associated with him as far as like his finances. Mm-hmm. We had a family home that we sold within that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just so thankful I didn't have to do all of that by myself. And I had my sisters and my brother right. present to support we were supporting each other but um it was like i didn't even deal with mm-hmm. like this really happened it yeah. was just the aftermath of what you deal with when anyone passes especially if you're close to them mm-hmm. and have to take care of their affairs but it was that mark no so no shit it was like this march mm-hmm. it's like everything caught up to me so it was like over a year like when i was going through the feelings but i went right back to work within shit, six weeks it was and i was i remember i used to say like why are you back yes. I, I remember because calling I to, you because this is the thing with me i have to keep busy <laughs> and because of that i like keep busy so i don't have to deal with it because low-key i was scared of myself because of like how much it was that we dealt mm-hmm. with, it was like if I tap into that shit for real, I'm going you don't to want, lose you don't my know mind. Me. You, you don't want, want to know me. I don't even want to know myself because I've never dealt with it. I can't even say, but I remember everybody was like, "You okay? Are you really cool?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like everybody was waiting for me to lose my shit. Like, I wasn't waiting. Honestly. I was just like more concerned because I know you have siblings, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, mom mm-hmm. and dad. But I was just mm-hmm. thinking to myself. Mm-hmm. She's basically the only child because mm-hmm. she doesn't have a sibling that with, share both that share both, both parents. parents. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, it's true. literally mm-hmm. just her. So mm-hmm. I would be like, "Why are you going to work? Mm-hmm. And why are you doing this?" Yeah. And then I just was, I, I was like, "Fuck it!" At that time, <laughs> no, not saying like, no, no, like that. I, no, I was I get like, it. "She's because you do, can only do what I allow you into exactly." Support and me that's through. that's exactly and how that's I felt. Big. And I think that when you do have though your family and your friends who want to be there, lean on that support system because if you don't what I experienced is that I lost it at a certain point so that was just this past March and I remember calling on my sister my oldest sister and was like I'm hyperventilating and I cannot stop Mm -hmm. like I like could not catch it and I can't even remember I think what it I was leaving one building because I work in two mm-hmm. buildings. I work at, at that time at two elementary schools. And I was leaving. And I felt like I wanted to pick up the phone and call my daddy and tell him something. And, like, that reality hit. Like, I can't even do this. That phone. And that, I lost it. I lost it. I yeah. felt that way, too, because my sister and I, mm-hmm. like, we're school psychologists. My sister mm-hmm. is a speech-language pathologist, and, mm-hmm. you know, we work just yes. like this. Yes. And so, similar mm-hmm. to you, she was ill before she passed. Mm-hmm. She was, mm-hmm. she, uh, she has lupus, mm-hmm. and she was, mm-hmm. she was just ill before she mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, her and I used to talk on the phone, because she mm-hmm. was at home, you know, mm-hmm. and just talking and, like, checking yeah. in, da-da-da-da. And then it was something happened I wanted to tell her about. It was, like, a joke or, like, a parent or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
and something about like with meetings, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a some person, you know, we deal with this, like an education teacher trying to tell mm-hmm. us, like, isn't this a speech problem or mm-hmm. isn't this like a cognitive problem? Mm-hmm. And then her and I would joke, how you going to tell the speech pathologist about right. speech? Exactly. Or how you going to mm-hmm. tell the psychologist about like cognition stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we would go back and forth mm-hmm. and I could not call her. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't mm-hmm. I could not call her mm-hmm. I could not even text her mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. I could not do any of that mm-hmm. and then I that's when I realized even though I realized before but I really realized like mm-hmm. we are definitely off balance because remember I said it's mm-hmm. four four yeah and mm-hmm. we'll forever be mm-hmm. off balance yeah and mm-hmm. that's just something that we have to. I think my siblings and I have to learn the new normal. The new normal. And we're mm-hmm. still working. I can be mm-hmm. honest with them. We're still mm-hmm. working on that. Mm-hmm. We're still working on the new normal because mm-hmm. we are off balance. Mm-hmm. We don't have nobody to offset the boys or the yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. Because she was our oldest sister. Mm-hmm. We don't have anybody mm-hmm. to, to to manage that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Girl. Like, even, like, just looking at Rhea, her eyes right now, it's like, it's a transfer of energy because I know what that feels like. And like, I love you and I want to remind you that I'm here and I understand it because it is like something is off. It's an emptiness that will yeah. never be filled it because will never of that be loss. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you just, like you said, this new normal, you learn how to navigate this new normal life for you. And you know, you, you have your happy days, but then you have your sad days. But one of the things I... I don't know, like, it was hard for me to, gosh, how do I even want to put this? It was hard for me to understand how to function in life without them, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I knew that life had to go on. This is not what they wanted me to do is to be stuck in this this wallowing space space Mm -hmm. where it's like I'm not doing what they busted their ass to make. To make you. Like we said on the last episode, I made you great. Yeah. So you need to continue. Exactly. So to how do dare I take this moment and fuck it up because I'm in my feelings. Like they did everything they could. My, I feel like even my mother held on just to make sure we were okay. Mm-hmm. Like even, oh my gosh, that moment. We'll talk about it. But even in that moment, I feel like she did everything. And I feel like my father did everything he could. And even in their passing, I remember holding both of their hands and being like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be okay. Because I'm the baby out of, from both of, on both of them, from both of them. So I was like, I'm the baby. So it was like, I'm okay. Y'all can go. Because I know y'all are in pain mm-hmm. and y'all holding on. And For I remember me. someone was even said that, I forget who it was. And was talking about my mother, and they was like, she's in so much pain, but she's holding on because someone won't let her go. And I lost it because I'm like, I know I'm that person. <laughs> because as much as it's selfish, it's selfish because it's like I see, her in, I see her in pain, but it's like, that's my mama. You, you still know need what your I'm mama. Saying? And that's my daddy. And it's like, no, I don't want you, you in pain, to. but it's like, I need you here. I haven't even experienced life for like, I'm. In my thirties, I have, but I've experienced some life. But it's like, Not like I life have so that... much more to enjoy. Yeah. Or this Cameron's so young, it's so much more that she's going to be doing that I want you a part of. So it's like, how do I do this? So in my grief, it was like my sister, my middle sister. Um, she she's amazing, and she's like that rock and that strong one. It's like, okay, yes, we're hurting, but how can we manage this? And one of the things we did was go to therapy. 
So I was going to therapy prior to both of their passing, but um, even more so, it's like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do life. I need someone to coach me through it, <laughs> give me some tools, some strategies. So I went through counseling. It wasn't a great fit. It's a counseling or having a therapist is like a, a relationship. Therapist. I was about to say, you have to really yeah. pick and choose to find yeah. a therapist. Like you got to, like, mm, like dating. It's like dating. It's like dating. It's like, let's go on a couple dates yeah. and see how this work out. And yeah. sometimes it's like a good boom. And then yeah. sometimes it's like, we still got to. Yeah. I had to do out. some work. So I went through maybe two therapists at that time and just wasn't a good fit. And my main therapist, cause she felt like she wasn't equipped to help me through my ther through my grief. So she gave me insight into, um, an opportunity to join grief share. Grief mm -hmm. share is a, um, community based, um, organization that is, um, therapy through churches. Mm -hmm. And it's a 13 week course and you go through everything related to grief and aspects I didn't even realize that I needed to tap into, not even for myself, for my family, but for Cam, for my daughter. And um and it's amazing. We meet weekly. You could do it in person or via Zoom. Mm -hmm. But you dive into these like like we were talking about the stages of grief mm -hmm. or different things and this past one was dealing with your anger. And baby, that was something hard for me because it's like, I feel like this isn't fair. Not to say any other parents should have endured it, but my parents didn't have to go through what they went through. Say so it pisses me off. Like, so honestly, no. so dealing with it. But the yeah. one emotion about anger, though, and mm -hmm. what we've learned about anger, anger mm -hmm. is like a second emotion. Mm -hmm. So remember you said you were scared. Mm -hmm. And so like that's you being yeah. fearful mm -hmm. turned into yeah. that anger. You see what oh, I'm for saying? sure. Yeah. For sure. But that is one of the topics that we talk about in Grief Share. So for anyone that is experiencing loss um, of your parents, of your children, unfortunately, anything like that, siblings, um, yeah, I will definitely recommend grief shares to anybody. It definitely has helped me, and people say they go through it two, three times because, again, grief is a journey. So what I may have felt in 2020 is something totally different than what I'm feeling um, in 22. You know what I'm saying? So grief is it's, it's um, a reality all of us are going to face, you yeah. know what I'm saying, because grief is a response to someone that you love. And I, I, when someone's told me that, it was like, you're supposed to, that's a part you of are. this of life because you love somebody and unfortunately god they're not ours you know what i'm saying they're not it's grief so, is like the final stage of love yeah, it's yeah, like for sure mm -hmm. i've loved you so much to the mm -hmm. beginning and now i have mm -hmm. to deal mm -hmm. with the love and losing you but still love you yeah because i'm i've lost this physical yeah of you and like that love is still there and that's mm -hmm. what you you deal with that's yeah what, that is love. it is and it's something that um my nephew he's amazing and he yes he sent me this video of krs1 talking about grief mm -hmm. and he was talking about um losing someone in the physical but what you gain in the spiritual mm -hmm. and he was saying and i can't get the quote completely i will post it on the uh, page because it's so deep and he's an amazing human but um he talks about grief and he was like you had this person this physical now you have them in the spiritual realm to move things that you can't you know what i'm saying so to think that i have i have my parents here that fulfill so many needs for me 
physically mm-hmm. and now they're in this spiritual realm that I can talk to and that can speak on my behalf to the Lord you know <laughs> what I'm saying Say that. you know what I'm saying so it's like how powerful is that so it's just changing your perspective of like yes I lost this person physically but they're forever in my heart so like I feel that energy around me at certain times like daddy i feel i see what you're doing mama i see what you're doing right you get these moments where you can smell a smell mm-hmm. or it'll be a song or it'll just be a moment that you guys share together then it's like okay i feel you here with me i'm not by myself even though it feels empty because yeah. i don't have you physically here you're you're still present yeah and then it's like this quote that mm-hmm. i always post like around my sister's uh birthday and death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm it's always, if there's ever a time when we can't be together, mm-hmm. keep me on your, keep me in your heart and I will be there forever. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like what Marcel said. Mm-hmm. Like we see them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they see us and we see them like around, but it's just hurtful that they're not here. Oh yeah, for sure. For and that's sure. just the only thing. And then mm-hmm. not like losing my sister, but like I told you about like my niece. My yeah. cousin, rather, but mm-hmm. that's like my niece. Mm-hmm. She died tragedy in mm-hmm. a, a whole tragic car accident, her mm-hmm. and her baby son. Mm-hmm. And so, like, having mm-hmm. my sister pass mm-hmm. the, and then having her pass recently after, mm-hmm. that's just something that, um, mm-hmm. again, learning that new normal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning um, going through the stages of grief because for a long time, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. I was in denial. Mm-hmm. I, the two stages I felt within grief was mm-hmm. denial because mm-hmm. I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. denial with my sister too. I ain't going to lie mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. But I was in denial when she passed. Mm-hmm. And denial and anger. Mm-hmm. Those two, it was like balancing. Yeah. And I remember like my siblings or even my cousins or even like my mom or something and we'll talk and we'll bring her up and I'll be like, Nope, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't, yeah. I would not do it. Mm-hmm. I could not do it. Mm-hmm. And for a long time I was in denial. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I'm not talking about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. because it will hurt my heart so bad because mm-hmm. she was so young and then her baby son. And I just, I could not take yeah. it. So it took mm-hmm. me a long time to move past denial mm-hmm. and I don't even think I went to an acceptance after mm-hmm. denial. I think mm-hmm. I went into like guilty mm-hmm. or, or guilt, not rather guilty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I went into guilt and I think mm-hmm. I stayed in anger mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say this year mm-hmm. is kind of the acceptance mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Cause for a long time I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't accept Oh it. yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't even say that. Um, I'm, I'm there. I know I wanted them to be at peace. I wanted them to be free of any pain. Yeah. But accepting it, it was like I was so angry. Not at anyone particularly because I was really into my faith journey at that time when my mother got sick. Yeah. And because of that, it was like, God, what are you doing? Like, I yeah. questioned him so often okay. yeah because it's like like how why why them like you know i'm, I'm saying closer to you yeah and, you're supposed and to this be a transactional thing exactly like you know we peoples it's, now yeah exactly like, so, we good. We, what's up yeah, exactly i've accepted this into my life and knowing of how important it was it was like how could you do that like i'm gaining i'm wanting to grow closer to you 
in a sense, I felt like I was growing closer only to go through this and feel even more closer to God. Mm -hmm. Because again, I don't know how I would have made it to this just, moment, even right now, mm -hmm. if he, I didn't accept him into my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely get it. If you're faith, because I feel that same mm -hmm. way too, because a lot mm -hmm. of times when I go through a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. I just be like, mm -hmm. if it's not for God, then mm -hmm. I would probably, like you mm -hmm. said earlier, mm -hmm. I don't want to know that girl. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, want to yeah. know her. Yeah. Y'all don't want to know her. <laughs> at all. At all. Because it's to the point to where you scare you what she mm -hmm. can't become, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not, because you don't have any control yeah. over her. And that's mm -hmm. probably why you mm -hmm. don't want to know her. Yeah. So it's scary on what she can become and what she can do and the terror she can cause. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm like, yeah. nah. And that's why it was important for me to figure it out, check it however I possibly could and like lean into those resources, lean into my family, lean into my friends and let them know I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's a big thing of even within our community, you will see somebody like, how you doing? And everybody be like, I'm okay. I'm good. And I got to a certain point and be like, no, today was heavy. No, mm -hmm. in this moment, maybe right now I'm talking to you. I'm okay. Can't tell you 10, 20 minutes. I like that you from said there, that. Like how I will be, but I think it's, it's important for me now to mm -hmm. be able to fully express myself and not hold that weight on me because I think that's what it was in March is that I had held it so tight because yeah. I was so scared mm -hmm. that like I was like a steam pot and that shit blew up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was trying to contain it so much yeah. and it is something therapeutic about releasing it. So mm -hmm. therapy venting, Dang. but you know, not venting to the point where you're being always so negative. Cause I felt like that too. That it's like I didn't want to share because it felt like a dark cloud. I didn't want to seem like this super like but sad person. You do have to like mm -hmm. in stages, and mm -hmm. I'm just not talking about just like in grief. But when mm -hmm. we go through certain situations, mm -hmm. like we said earlier, life be life, and mm -hmm. everybody and I, y'all know, y'all have seen me. I'm a goofy. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a laugh. I'm a kick a joke. I'm a mm -hmm. do whatever. Mm -hmm. Class clown, don't play. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that sometimes it's okay for you not to be okay but it's yeah. okay to not show that joyful self mm -hmm. and i understand that sometimes mm -hmm. it makes people uncomfortable yeah but yeah. guess what that happens everybody mm -hmm. and quite honestly and we know this everybody mm -hmm. is not happy all the time mm -hmm. every sometimes we're content let's just yeah. say that we can yeah, be content sure. in sadness content mm -hmm. when things are not mm -hmm. going our way mm -hmm. so that's a different type yeah. of emotion but i'm i'm not gonna be mm -hmm. like joy not joyful um you know just upbeat and bubbly mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. word i'm looking for mm -hmm. all the time especially when life Dealing kicking my ass yeah for sure like what the fuck dude mm -hmm. <laughs> like no seriously i totally i totally get that it was just that i don't know it was i was scared of myself and i was scared right, of how far it could go and because i knew that and i am a mother i'm a single parent that i knew i had to be present for cam and this was another way of mm -hmm. her motivating me to get it together mm -hmm. and reminding me of like the love that my parents had for me and they wouldn't have wanted me to mm -hmm. be suffering like that so therapy you know what i'm saying therapy talking to talking others to others that you trust and yeah. um I'm, trusted yeah very thankful that we both have such a, a trusted circle around yeah. us 
village around us yeah. that we could lean into those people yeah. and extend it. I just want to promote, and this isn't sponsored by anyone, but Grief Share was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. You get a workbook. You can write through your issues pertaining to that particular Like journaling. Week. Yeah, like journaling. Remember we talked about, I had talked to Chloe mm-hmm. about a couple of times about mm-hmm. journaling because mm-hmm. I've been journaling forever. Mm-hmm. I kept a diary when I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, journaling does, it it's releases yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it releases a it lot. You. That paper to pencil. Yeah, it has to be paper to pencil. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I will journal mm-hmm. about in my phone in notes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same effect. Again, with the, the energy is like it's there, it's in your mind, it's in your heart, and you are releasing it with every mm-hmm. pencil or pen stroke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're getting that emotion out. So even when you don't have those people to talk to, you can at least get it out on paper, get those feelings out. Yeah. Versus holding them in. Yeah, you don't want to hold them in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, another mm-hmm. thing that um, with grief, we mm-hmm. talked about, you know, us being angry and mm-hmm. denial and mm-hmm. then that guilt. Like, mm-hmm. what could I have done more? I know yeah. I felt that same mm-hmm. way. And I know you yeah. talked about mm-hmm. that, too. Mm-hmm. But the part where you have to, and I know we touched on this, but just, like, build and live and just have have that new normal Mm -hmm. like i think that part is Mm um of course we know it's scary Mm -hmm. but it can be overwhelming at times Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. like i'm building a whole new life Mm -hmm. with a person that i thought was gonna be with me the entire time Mm -hmm. and a lot of times Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a good for a schedule. Like I can, you know, veer, veer mm-hmm. and be flexible. Mm-hmm. But like I need you here and you here and you here. And when mm-hmm. you take that portion out, mm-hmm. it makes things, like I said, overwhelming. But it makes it like a seesaw kind of. Yeah. And then like you said, it's and I, I, I made mm-hmm. uh, decisions that I know I shouldn't have made. Impulsive mm-hmm. decisions I've dated that I mm-hmm. shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I should have just left them. Yes. Like my granny says, hey, let them at the door. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> for sure. Because mm-hmm. ain't have a pot to piss in on the window to throw, throw it out of, of yeah. baby. I should have left, like my granny used to say, I should have mm-hmm. left them at the door. Mm-hmm. But because, you know, we were hurting, mm-hmm. you do make impulsive decisions, but you have mm-hmm. to forgive yourself for those oh, decisions. give yourself some grace. Ooh. Give yourself some grace. My sister always says that. Give Even for like every time grace. we got on the phone or when we were about to end, she would remind me, give yourself grace. Yeah. Like remember, you're. This is a journey. You're going through mm-hmm. this, and forgive yourself. It's okay. Forgive you're not. Yourself. You're not perfect. You know, none of us mm-hmm. are. You know what I'm saying? But when we lean into Him and get that that strength, gain that peace. Yeah. I think that's what's important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That we can acknowledge His presence in our lives. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now acknowledge His presence. Know mm-hmm. that God is always mm-hmm. present. Yeah. And then there's sure. that grace, peace, mm-hmm. that peaceness. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times, if you mm-hmm. just release. Mm-hmm yourself (laughs) (laughs) a lot of times if you just release Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. and just release um Whatever mm-hmm. you trying to control, that's what I was trying to get yeah. out of. Mm-hmm. Then he will give you like peace mm-hmm. in a storm. Oh yeah, you know what I'm and that's the thing. Give it to him. He mm-hmm. says that. Give him all of those those worries, those doubts, those fears, and he will replace them with his love. Yeah. And I think that it was very hard for me to relinquish that because of my fear. I was scared of like what that would mean, or how do you even communicate to God yeah. that I'm angry? Maybe at you because. It's like you created this this storm right. for me, and it's like, what am I supposed to learn from this? But it's like, what if you never get this understanding? Because this is a part of life, and you what need will to you have do peace then? Yeah, with mm-hmm. that understanding. Yeah, exactly. You need to have 
peace mm-hmm. and contentment if it, if you don't ever, if you ever get, get it if you don't ever get it so what would what will you do if you never get this understanding you, you know what i'm be, saying because you have to move on yeah. you have to be calm you have to be like you said you mm-hmm. have to continue to live for cam i gotta continue to live for mark yeah so i can't mm-hmm. turn around and be like bitter mm-hmm. or be angry all resentful. the time or yeah. resentful that's mm-hmm. the perfect word i was mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. because i haven't dealt with this yeah or i haven't made my peace with the situation yeah exactly and then um I know we didn't talk about this, mm-hmm. but like sometimes you have to make peace in situations when you um, grieve in relationships. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. friendships rather, mm-hmm. I should say. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you thought they were your friend mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, it's okay to like grief a friendship. Yeah. Because sometimes at that moment, y'all mm-hmm. were, you know, vibing mm-hmm. and good, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's just not. It's not like it used to be. Oh, yeah, because people, you know, people come into your life for seasons and they're coming into your life to show you mm-hmm. or to teach you things. And you have to trust whatever that that was mm-hmm. and be okay with letting it go. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. When it no longer serves you. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off, but I just remembered mm-hmm. this one quote I heard. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear winter trying to be summer. And mm-hmm. you don't ever hear summer trying to be spring. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever hear mm-hmm. spring trying, well, in St. Louis maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you all get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like You don't ever hear one trying to be the other. other yeah. Like they serve their purpose yeah. for everything. Mm-hmm. Like in the winter it's cold mm-hmm. and then the grass is, um, mm-hmm. you know, it turns brown. Because yeah. of the cold, but it mm-hmm. needs to turn brown mm-hmm. so we can bloom yeah. in the springtime. Exactly, exactly. So with our parents, with our siblings that we have lost, you know, they were in our life. They showed us something, mm-hmm. and I truly believe who I was in 2017 is totally different from who I am in 2022. And um, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it was some growth, and there was some maturity in that. Even though it was a heartbreak. Yeah. of their loss you know what i'm saying but i'm a better person now and um you know my goal is to continue making them proud you know what i'm saying yeah. and to live my life that they would have wanted for me that they worked their butts off to afford yeah, me with sure. so um i think that's what carries me through and you know during those dark times when i do get sad i have to remember like they're still here they're still present you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so continue making them proud and making you know better and more mature decisions when mm-hmm. it comes to my life because i know that it rightfully impacts mm-hmm. cams too so yeah and agreed i agree and then also mm-hmm. um two things before we wrap up mm-hmm. we forgot your emoji. Oh, shit. My emoji is totally different from when we started. <laughs> we did, we did like a, well, you already know. You guys already know. I'd be like, I feel this way, this way, this right, way. So, right. yeah, your yeah. emoji. Shit. Um, my emoji, like right now? I guess throughout the show. Oh, shit. I think I'm not one with the tears. Um, or like. I don't know what my emoji is. I'm gonna have to probably look through. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot of different things so like, right now. So I'm feeling the one with tears. For yeah, sure. for sure. Um, I'm feeling the one with hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling the one mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. Because just remembering, mm-hmm. you know, Yo, her for love sure. that she has, for and sure. then your parents' love that they have for, for sure. you. Your parents' love that they have for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So mm-hmm. feeling that, mm-hmm. and then, um. Probably like an estimation point because you know it's all heightened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The emotions are heightened right now in a good way because, again, doing this podcast, it's like an opportunity to kind of get some emotions. Yeah. 
Angel, that's yeah, a good okay. one. Um, yeah, I'll take that one too. Okay. Um, it's an opportunity to get this out, yeah, and sure. I hope that this this episode for sure was helpful to someone who yeah. may be enduring yeah. loss on um, our community. There are definitely some resources, so we'll definitely post some yeah. on our page of um Grief where you share, can. But uh, it's another one. Something kids. It's it's in it's on the south side. It's about it's a mm-hmm. grief group with children. I have to think about mm-hmm. it, but we'll definitely okay. post it. Yeah, that there are resources yeah. in order to get those feelings out, and even before just loss, when you're just dealing with life, we say life be life, and and for our children, we have to even extend them some grace because they don't know mm-hmm. we are there to teach them and to um, afford them those opportunities to vent, yeah. to release, and to gain some tools in order to cope. Yeah. So um, as a community we all need that so as womanology we will extend those resources yeah. and i hope that us just having this dialogue this conversation yeah. um help someone you know hit us up like hit we are up. there to support you through it we're all going through it but to know that you have an extension in womanology yeah. to be um you know a support for you during these times yeah for sure Shout out to our producer, Daryl. <laughs> As always, <laughs> man behind the scenes. Man behind the scenes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye.